We are at a standstill. We never thought a dystopian future would be that boring. Lagging Armageddon. Bruce Willis is saying goodbye and it is taking forever. The house is on fire and panic should have set in by now. Making art is weird when the house is on fire, but we'll play. We have to know if there is a way out of the hole. First, you must throw the pasta at the wall to see if it sticks. Second, you throw everything else. Al dente, ducking duck. Everything is now stuck to the walls and we realize we got sidetracked. We don't know if we are still in the hole and we don't even know what in or out of a hole means anymore. Where do we go from here? Nous sommes à l'arrêt. On ne pensait pas qu'un futur dystopique pourrait être aussi ennuyant. L'armageddon lag, Bruce Willis fait ses au revoir et ça prend une éternité. La maison brûle et la panique devrait déjà s'être installée. Faire de l'or est étrange quand la maison brûle, mais nous jouerons le jeu quand même. Nous devons savoir s'il y a un chemin qui mène hors du trou. Premièrement, tu dois lancer les pâtes au mur pour voir si ça colle. Deuxièmement, tu lances tout le reste. Al dente, duck and duck. Tout est maintenant pogné au mur et on réalise qu'on s'est laissé détourner. On ne sait plus si on est encore dans le trou et la signification même d'être ou ne pas être dans un trou. La suite est incertaine. Je m'appelle David Belmore. Je suis artiste peintre, émissaire de la Société du Cosmos. I rolled my eyes at this. Mm-hmm. Um, J'ai oublié magicien. Yeah, you're not a magician. You should at least learn tricks. Mm-hmm. My name is Pierre-Anne Mercier. I'm a sculptor. And... I mean, you're an ebonist. You're an ebonist. I'm also a cabinet maker. Yeah, Damn, yeah. I got my degree now. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, this is Marek Tris Wilson, and you're listening to Into This. Into This is my podcast, even though I haven't done it in a while. It's still mine. And uh, I'm recording in Toronto now. I'm recording in Toronto, so it may be a little bit noisy here. I'm recording next to my window, and it doesn't really matter where in my apartment I go to. It's going to be noisy. I'm next to the street, and that's, that's a new situation, man. That, that's it. Um, Today, I have a special edition of Into This. It's a conversation I recorded with the artists that you just heard, Pierre-Anne Mercier and David Belmar. They are currently showing a TAP. TAP, it's an art space that I, myself, and my partner run in Montreal. We're still doing that. And we're still doing that because of Audrey, my partner, is really lifting the heavy weights alongside our friend, Sarah French that is helping us run in the space as well. And we're super grateful for that. Um, it's been great. It's, it's going well. Uh, this is the first conversation that we're posting. However, this is the third show of the season, the third show of this summer. The first was Tim Messier, artist Tim Messier from Switzerland, based in Montreal. And he collaborated with a bunch of other artists and they're all based around the world. That was a great show. That was the first show of the season. And then the second one was a project that was chosen as part of the open goal for submissions that we had. And the artist's name is Sarah Thibault and she's based in Quebec City. That was also a fantastic show. But I think I, I should stop and, and go back a little bit. Just in case this is the first time you're listening to this show, uh, I should tell you that this, this podcast is about 
contemporary arts. <laughs> we have conversations about contemporary arts with artists, curators, writers, and people related to the contemporary art world. We used to say that it's only in the city of Montreal, but now we can say that it's also expanded to Toronto. And soon probably we'll bring you conversations with uh, Toronto artists, which we are pretty excited about. Before I forget as well, Pierran and David asked me to say thank you to Craig and Jenny from an art space that is run here in Toronto that is called Egret Egress. And they helped them to set up their show at TAP. Very grateful with those guys. Thanks so much for your help. But for now, I digress completely. Let's go back to the topic. This is my conversation with Pierre-Anne Mercier and David Belmar. They are based in Montreal. And the show that is going to be running until July 20th is called Where Do We Go From Here? I think this is a conversation that it really gets closer to their personal views on art. And I think that it really opens a window to see inside of their process and the way in which they approached making this exhibition. And I think it's really interesting. It's really nice. They were really generous with everything that they shared. And I appreciate that. Okay, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. And I'll talk to you after. All right, enjoy. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's invasive. This is so weird. Like... You're so weird, microphone. I don't know. You get used to it, Pian. It's my third time. It's your Ooh. third time? Yeah, because we had to redo the first interview another time. And when Marx was sick. Yeah, I was mm -hmm. super sick. Yeah. Oh my God, my voice was... Your like, voice changed <laughs> mid-interview. Yeah, yeah, but uh, also, um, it, was, it was not a redo. It was like I didn't catch some important things. Mm -hmm. I didn't ask you for some mm -hmm. important things, like about your work. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're just chatting about life. Yeah. And then it's like, it's kind of important to talk about the art. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's been one day since the opening of the show. How do you feel? Uh, a bit hungover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over? Mm -hmm. No, I I slept pretty well, but I was stressed yesterday with I don't know if people would show up, if it was mm -hmm. going to rain, if right. uh, people would like the work, and yeah. uh, it went pretty well. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people showed up, really happy, really proud also, and grateful that you invited us. No, I, I think it's mm -hmm. uh it's all about the work, and I think it it is important to have that community supporting these projects because that's you know it's it's an important part of art making, I guess. Yeah. How do you feel about that stuff? It's a, so yesterday, for instance, like, let's give a little bit of context. There was a storm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as soon as we opened the, the, the garage, the gallery, mm -hmm. it started raining and it yeah. was really crazy. So to see that many people, that's it, that must be really good for you, like a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a lovely feeling. It, it's, yeah. It means we mm -hmm. have support from yeah. our friends and community or that's people right. are interested enough to Mm -hmm. to just fight a thunderstorm, fight through it, just power yeah. through. We have very uh, loyal friends also. Like They, they travel from, from cities, from Toronto. Yeah. Last yeah. time you came also to get to know to my show. Right. Like, uh, it's, very, it's really heartwarming seeing all the love we get. That's nice. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. This is your third exhibition collaborating yeah. together, right? And well, we have, we have to say it for people that don't know, I don't know who wouldn't know, mm -hmm. but you are a couple, yeah. right? So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah that, that's, that must be a really interesting dynamics 
that it goes into making a show mm -hmm. as a couple and collaborating as artists as well. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you how do you feel about that? What uh, the previous shows we did together were more uh, collage based uh, practices because we didn't have a studio at that period in time. We only had a storage, so we would create the work mostly at home. Yeah, very small collages that we would make kind of all together. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's quite, well, I wouldn't say easy working with your partner, but it's it's very organic because you're already used to their temper, to their way of thinking, to so... Their jokes. Their bad jokes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's nice working as a couple. But the, the new show was... It was collaborative, but it was not as much as the last ones that we did, mm -hmm. I think. But we all, like, we discussed everything together. But it was not like we make all the collage kind of together. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what about this one? So what, what was the difference? like? Uh, well, the painting, uh, I've it was collaborative in a way. I've worked on it for months. Mm -hmm. And I was asking people their opinion about things. Do they like this version that I Photoshop? Uh -huh. Should I add this thing? And and I, I was always open to uh, people coming in and giving me their input. Right. Uh, and change stuff based on their input. But sometimes because their input was on point. Uh -huh. Yeah, and helped me also with some of the decisions. I always do Photoshop and go like, what do you think? Uh -huh. And yeah, she's yeah. like, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the times I say Let no. Me think about it. No. <laughs> and then I don't give him another option. I just right. say no, and he's like, "Just, just what should I do?" It's like I don't know. You're just a painter. Try harder, <laughs> David. Try harder, David. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, uh, Pierre, in your in your end, right now you just finished one degree in uh, ebanisterie. That's, yeah. that's what it's called? It's ebenisterie. It's cabinet making in English. Cabinet making. Um, that was a three-year degree. So it was also a weird uh, time because I was very busy with that. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of stuck in school for three years. I had times to do some small projects on like in the summer. But that also kind of made this exhibition kind of not weird, but David was working on his painting much before I was working on anything. That also made him stressed. A little because I was kind of yeah the deadline was approaching and mm. we needed to do stuff but yeah but I, I I have a new degree so I have new skills right. that I used for almost everything in this show so it's good to see that it's kind of paying off yeah. and uh, I I'm much more confident in my art making skills right I don't know if that's it yeah in no, my for sure <laughs> yeah I mean handling certain materials like wood you know it's like Yeah. But also like yeah, all the digital, the digital work, sure, and sure. Uh, also the just a basic project planning. Mm -hmm. Like, what do I need to make something that will like stand on its own? Like, what do I do first? Like, I can make plans for things much better than I could before. Mm -hmm. Like before, I was more, I was like not a child, but like a toddler artist, yeah. kind of just stumbling mm -hmm. around things right. and like, oh, this could work, and you just mm -hmm. tape it together. But mm -hmm. now I can make things hold together much better. Yeah. And, and I think that's also a fundamental part of progressing as an artist in which you start to think about also the the life cycle of a piece, right? And you start to say like, okay, so this should be sturdy enough to, you know, last, I don't so know how many Like through time. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In terms of the installation of this show, 
were you part of the uh, thinking on how to present the painting? I guess the background of this is that you use kind of like a similar presentation for your show last year mm-hmm. at the Artist Run Center. It's called Axe Neo 7 yeah. in Gatino. Mm-hmm. Um, were you part of the of the thinking of this type of uh, showing? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, it was Pierre who came up with yeah. the, the idea of showing it that way. Right. I had a different idea, but... Uh, Hers was better. We were so trying we to, went for it. yeah, rentabilize mm-hmm. I don't know in English uh, uh, to just profit. use pro- like yeah. mm-hmm. to use the space well. So mm-hmm. I kind of modelized the the space, and we were putting things in it, like just to see how things would fit in the space. And then and we measure in the studio, like, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, like that's the amount of space people will have to walk in the space. Because uh-huh. yeah, we have to deal with the space here, be it being a garage and like. If it rains, everyone's stuck inside, and then there's they need space to mm-hmm. move. But uh, we reused some of the curves we used at Axneo sets yeah. uh, to give shape to the painting, so it would not take the whole wall. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it gives it a lot of uh, a different way of navigating the painting as well, because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a curve, so you cannot really see it all at once. Yeah, kind of like have to go mm-hmm. through like every detail, and also the space. You know, limits your ability to step back mm-hmm. and look at the whole thing. So it's a very concentrated way of navigating the painting. And uh, I worked on the painting flat, so I could see the whole. Let's call it non-linear narration. Mm-hmm. But uh, now that it's uh, curved, you really spend more time checking each item one by one instead right. of having the whole information. Right. And I liked having that surprise. Like some connection of colors exactly. that I planned, yeah. I hoped it would work, but then with the the curves, it actually mm-hmm. came alive, and I was happy that the, those those surprises. Yeah, yeah, because when it's flat, there's only one perspective really. Yeah, and then yeah, like this, mm-hmm. you can match, as you said, like match one some images mm-hmm. with some other ones that otherwise it would be really impossible. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, and then there's arrows that go across, mm-hmm. and then you don't see the where it ends, mm-hmm. so you have to really follow it. Right. Like, right. With your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's very playful as well. Mm-hmm. And in more detail about the painting. Mm-hmm. We talked before about this, I guess, in the previous interview that you and I did a while ago now. Mm-hmm. Damn, yeah, getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, for this painting, uh, what was kind of like the process of going at it and like choosing the visual elements and, you know, uh, in general? I just go through different sources of imagery that I collage on Photoshop. I... I I cut out a bunch of things from like magazines and uh, National Geographic's and mm-hmm. books on pinball machines or weird sources. I, I have been into clip art recently. Right. I, I take a lot of things in clip art because okay. uh, they're easier to paint. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, symbolically, uh, I can find reasoning right. and meaning when I take a step back from a painting it. But when I assemble the images together, it, it's just how it looks. Okay. It's just like, is it formally pleasing? Are the colors working? Are the shapes mm-hmm. at the right place mm-hmm. so that your eye flows well? Right. It's like more of that. And then I take a step back and I start analyzing why I made those choices. Okay. And I can see that a lot of it goes 
either from jokes or from my perspective of me as an artist. Right. I, let's say there's a, a painter gnome mm-hmm. and they're burying on a tomb mm-hmm. and out of the tomb comes money with wings. Right. So that would be like a, my dreams of becoming rich. I can't bury that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, a gnome that's a magician. So like they, uh-huh. The, my alter ego yeah. is also present right. <laughs> at right. that moment. Right. But like, there's like things like that that I don't plan because like at the beginning they were supposed to be digging a popcorn. Sure. So, so it, <laughs> yeah. like, things evolve and then until I find a solution and the solution ends up being something that means more than I thought it would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. something more personal yeah. than just mm-hmm. putting together some images that go well formally. Because yeah. that is a conversation, right? When when you say whether you your paintings are form and then the concept follows, mm-hmm. or is the other way around when you think about a concept or perhaps about a way in which you're feeling about, yeah, like you said, about your art or mm-hmm. your career or family mm-hmm. stuff or personal stuff. And then you put that into the paintings perhaps or some well, I think it other do it concepts. unconsciously. Right. Right. That's very that's very interesting then. Mm-hmm. That is not a conscious decision to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to bury the numb mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's cool. Or like I was starting to find a lot of parents saying like, no, don't say it, don't say it. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> I was uh, I was trying to uh, to find like that there's a lot of conspiracy theories, like winks in the in the paintings. Yeah. And uh, I was starting to say like that the odd dogs was for the Twin Towers uh, of 9-11. Right. Uh, because, like, it says 2200, the, the, the sword, and then the, um, there's planes crashing, there's 20 planes, so yeah. the, plus the two odd dogs, tw- it's 22. <laughs> like, two times two. I, I, I can just go f- further in the crazy theory aspect of it. But I, I'm just, <laughs> then I'm just playing. Like, sure. now, now I'm playing with what's on there. Right. I'm not... Uh, so that wasn't a conscious decision mm-hmm. at the beginning, say, like, this is what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and I'm going to... No, it's not like that. It's no. just, it just mm-hmm. happened, and then now it's just, like, you can have fun with it yeah, that way. exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, like, odd dogs, 9-11, like, might, might be a bit bad taste, but I kind of find it funny. Um, in general, I guess, like, it's important to, to talk about title of the show and how that ties down, perhaps, you know, a moment mm-hmm. that you're either going through or went through is called where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And how did that came to be? Like, well, how that title came to you? Were you talking about it for a while? or We were talking about a bunch of titles. Mm-hmm. We had a, a lot of them, but this one stuck out because mm-hmm. it felt like it resonated a lot with the place we are at right now, mm-hmm. kind of. It's like we're in our 30s now. Uh, the kind of dream of making it big mm-hmm. has disappeared. We're in a weird time in history where everything's kind of falling apart and you don't know where you stand and it's kind of a a weird time to be climate change conservative political parties weird time to be making art and to be making the art that we are making which is really playful Mm -hmm. uh and we like like i went to do a new degree just to be able to have a job that fits with an art practice that i can like make a bit more money but still like be able to have an art practice and or a studio uh so it's where do we go from here is kind of a like what's next is it 
worth continuing making art? Should we take, I, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a pivotal moment when decisions are made. I know that you guys are interested in continuing with an MFA. Yeah. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's something that also perhaps links into this kind of yeah. like idea of like, what now, you know? Yeah, what now? And um, like our art is not super political, but choosing in this time to keep making art remains kind of political. And mm -hmm. yeah, and the poem, I think, illustrates it a little. It's kind of vague, mm -hmm. but it's still really about the like everything is kind of falling apart. Like mm -hmm. Some countries are running out of water and we're mm -hmm. just sitting here making collages of paintings and sculptures and wondering mm. what's next, what's mm. important, are we... Silly characters blowing in the wind. Are we all going to die? Mm -hmm. Yes, the answer is yes. You know, being conscious of these things sometimes make you feel like you're responsible and, you know, we are all responsible. You know, those things, mm -hmm. in my opinion, should not fall into a few, mm -hmm. though a few do have the power to change it, but, you know, it's it's there's so many more things on that and pff, hard to really say. And, and I, I understand the... the um, How do you call it? Like anxiety, I guess, and and it's a sort kind of like confusion, bored anxiety, yeah. confusion. Yeah. Like you're, like you read these things and you're like, oh, that sounds important. Yeah. I should be paying attention to this, but then you turn around and there's like a new, a new Game mm. of Thrones mm -hmm. that just came out. You're like I should watch this <laughs> instead of worrying about if I'm gonna explode. For sure. Or For sure. but yeah, it feels like a moment of confusion and of kind of like um. Ignorance on purpose, you know, when somebody just has an argument without backing it up with mm -hmm. any way. Because of, they feel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see it happening in more than just one way. Mm -hmm. you, again, you see it happening with global change. You see it happening with immigration law. You see it happening with um, gender equality. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the social medias that are also easy to sway. Mm -hmm. you know, like with mm -hmm. fake, the fake news sure. and... So when we produce art, we are in that feeling of, of the era we are in, mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily want to put all our emphasis on right. that type of thing, but we yeah. are responding to it in our playful, like funny, yeah. joking way. Yeah. And that's the only way I think we found to cope with the... Uh, these changes no for sure yeah. but i think that even even if you don't want to approach them head on these issues that are current and and contemporary in, in politics and social aspects it's impossible to ignore them mm -hmm. you know and at this point it's just they're everywhere and they're in the back of your mind probably working in a way that is it's it's really hard to know and so i feel like there's there's a lot of that kind of like mm -hmm anxiety in the mm -hmm. air yeah. or perhaps it's just because i feel it mm -hmm. <laughs> that yeah. i may think that everybody does but i think i think it's a generalized thing yeah i really would like to talk to like an older person and ask if back in the 70s when reagan was mm -hmm. was you know president of the states which inevitably spills everywhere else especially um canada and mexico, and mexico yeah. um I like to to know whether they felt that kind of like anxiety too. I, I have a friend and coworker yeah. who was 70 years old. He read the poems we wrote with Mosi Piran wrote. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me, oh, like this is very kind of tense and uh, anxious text. Uh -huh. 
and dark. It seems hard to be your age in that period of time because I lived in the 60s and 70s and we felt mm-hmm. like we had power because we had a population advantage like we were more yeah. than the old people right and now you are not in the same mm-hmm. uh, power uh, of dynamic. Like, like dynamic so hope is less uh-huh. is less uh, on the horizon than we had uh, yeah. that was a fun also we have less buying power and we yeah, have less yeah. like mm-hmm. everything's getting automatized like mm-hmm. people are i don't know jobs mm-hmm. are hard to come by mm-hmm. and yeah unless it's like you always like contract by contract and mm-hmm. I feel like everyone's kind of in the same boat. You don't know mm-hmm. if you want kids because you mm-hmm. don't know if you're going to be able to provide for them. You don't know if you're... If they'll have a... If they'll have like... Nice Water environment. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Will they be able to drink water? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Probably here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not in another country. Mm-hmm. It, used to be, it used to be that you would worry about perhaps sending them to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, are they going to be able to breathe the air? Fuck. No, yeah, that's interesting. But I think also perhaps the availability of information also makes it so that it's a very different time, mm-hmm. you know? It's like everything is very easy to come by. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, very easy to fool people as well with the same type of power information, yeah. right? I don't know if the answer for us is to continue to be only protesting and like, you know. Well, I mean, let's say the war in Iraq had the most protesters mm-hmm. ever in the States and it didn't change. Right. I don't discredit protesters. I just mm-hmm. don't think the governments are listening mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's dark. That's dark. Sorry. I, I always go to those things. And yeah. I'm sorry. I know that's my... It's pretty normal. Everyone yeah. feels that way and if we don't talk about it then everyone's going to think they're the only ones that are feeling kind of desperate perhaps maybe we can talk about Pierre's sculptures a bit let's do that Mm -hmm. let's do that yeah Yeah. one of the topics I had Mm -hmm. related to the paintings Mm -hmm. and related to the theme Mm -hmm. of the exhibition is the fires that you have all around yeah tab And so that that's pretty telling, you know. It's a it's it's a, a reference. It's perhaps a reflection. But um, yeah, why don't you tell us a little bit about the fires? Well, it's a strong symbolic, right? A fire. It's kind of life giving and also life threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, uh, we were thinking about. Well, it's it kind of reflects the anxiety that we were feeling. The the imagery of the fire. I had drawn some sculptures like the seesaw with fire on it, and then. Uh, we needed to support the painting with something and the idea came to add some more fires. So then it's like fire everywhere. <laughs> but sometimes it's not, they're not logical decisions, but they end up making sense with everything that we talked about. Yeah. And it makes sense with the text. It's still symbolic. It's yeah. still yeah. very symbolic. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. everything we do is sure. quite symbolic and playful like they, they look like they don't look like very threatening fires they look very contained and very self-standing like they're not a raging wildfire mm-hmm. spreading it's yeah. just like yeah. these little bits of fire mm-hmm. this little bit these little bits of anxiety that are spread around the exhibition uh-huh. i guess yeah that's uh-huh. how i would that's really cool see them but also they're functional mm-hmm. they're also yeah. functional <laughs> some yeah, things helpful. need to be yeah. functional mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah no i mean like mm-hmm. in, and again as a as a metaphor for things, mm-hmm. you know, um, stress is necessary mm-hmm. to yeah. like get up and do things and do all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, it's like some sort of support. But here is like literally supporting a little bit of the, 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 the frame. The structure mm-hmm. of the <laughs> frame, yeah. 
Yeah, that's very cool. And then, um, yeah, so the 3D rendering, were you doing that before your latest degree? Uh, I learned how to do it in the cabinet making degree. Mm -hmm. uh, and I started when we were applying for a master. It was a it was a very stressful time because I had to finish really big projects mm -hmm. for the school. And I had we had to apply for the masters and I was trying to make work at the same time. And I could not make sculptures mm -hmm. physically because mm -hmm. I didn't have the like space or time or like even the budget because sculpture is expensive. Yeah. So I started making these objects in 3D. Um, and to me, they are actual sculptures. They are objects that I made. They just don't exist outside of a computer or like now in a print. Yeah. But I started making them for the masters and then I made some specifically for this show uh, mm -hmm. that I then reworked and right. printed. I mean, they're pretty amazing yeah they, they look great like i it was my first time printing anything yeah. or like presenting them in any way so it's really like it, it's really cool with this space because you can really like it's a project space so you can mm -hmm. experiment with things and right. you can try things for the first time and i did that a lot in this exhibition i don't see all of them becoming a real sculpture because right. but some of them could mm -hmm. it's a really it's a starting point for a new path in my career i believe and mm -hmm. yeah uh, people really reacted well to them for really sure enjoy them i mean yeah. I, I see a lot of resonance between those those drawings um 3d renderings i guess and the piece that you showed at tap one yeah know? they're kind of all these suspended moments uh -huh. like even the sculptures are kind of always a suspended moment in time right and to me they're always a bit narrative like something happened or something's happening or but yeah there's a it's mm -hmm. it's kind of in the same vein uh like both of the sculptures i made are kind of referencing games but there's right. like something going on that's pretty symbolic yeah yeah and like yeah. the little guy with the wind right so the and, uh, uh how do you call those it's like a it's monkey bars monkey bars that's mm -hmm. what it is yeah, yeah the monkey bars and there's this yeah at first i was thinking sculpture. yeah i was thinking about you know the adult playgrounds where people exercise right. and people do the flagpole and they're super buff and they're super yeah. fit and then like you're there and you're like the anxious artist passing by the park and there's these people that are super like into their exercising and you see them and i was like how oh, can i make that a sculpture like that <laughs> just that little moment of passing by and looking at that guy doing the weird thing on the monkey bars but I, so I tried to recreate it with fabric. And so it, now it just looks like with the, because there's a, a fan blowing on a little guy that's made out of fabric. And when the fan blows by, the little guy just is kind of reaching and not yeah. moving very. Yeah. So yeah. it looks like he's really struggling to get yeah. to the next right. bar. Right. So it's not the same as the guy that's really doing it. But <laughs> I don't know, it's a nice moment. It's a kind of nice of us reaching for things. It's a bit sillier. <laughs> it's a bit sillier. It's a bit sillier, but I kind of like it. It's like us reaching for something, trying sure. to get to the next bar. Yeah, I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. Next monkey bar. For we're sure. not as strong as when we were kids, so mm. it's surprisingly it's realistic, though. Yeah. <laughs> that thing with the with the fan in front of it—it's like, of course, it's a fabric man. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was my first time sewing anything. Yeah. It's uh, another first time at doing anything with fabric. Awesome. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh, what well, you yeah. mentioned is really nice that you take it as a serious thing, which is the experimentation here. That you have actually the freedom to just take it and say, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm outside of my comfort zone, but I'm going to try it out. Like, yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. 
yeah, for the painting, I wanted to retry what I did with the bigger role, but to make it better. Mm-hmm. And I had ideas of how that could work, and it actually did. So right. I'm happy to have tried that here. Yeah, yeah it's for much sure. better the, the stretching. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it's a lot of technical things to stretch like this, and mm-hmm. like technical aspects to it that you can't know unless you do it. Yeah, ground but, preparation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this one I think we upped. Yeah, and Yeah, I mean, it looks fantastic. Like the curves mm-hmm. looks super nice and yeah. very perfect. Yeah, but um, on that I'm gonna segue into what you were talking about the painting, uh, and the new things that you're trying. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in the larger painting you never really had one backdrop, exactly like a backdrop going mm-hmm. around the mm-hmm. same painting, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like there is something here. Yeah. Similar to that, right? Yeah, there was a. Um, there was no backdrop when I was painting it at mm-hmm. the beginning. I was struggling in a studio. Mate Renault told me, "Maybe you should put some grass in there." And I was like, "Oh, maybe." So I photoshopped it, and it worked well. So because mm-hmm. I was struggling to add other elements, it, they were not relating well. They were floating around, like. A, but the background really unified the whole the whole painting. Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah, yeah. It became it one instead cohesive, of multiple. Yeah. Right, right, right. Which is still, it's still collage. Yeah. You can still, mm-hmm. it's not really telling only one story. No, you know, mm-hmm. there's just different things. But yeah, I, I think is that's that's nice. Um, what are your plans? I mean, we didn't get into the masters, right. so we're gonna I reapply. When <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna reapply next year, apply right. to more places also. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, we kind of applied mm-hmm. fast, and we were kind of a bit late, mm-hmm. and rushed, and I didn't mm-hmm. have time to make anything, and it was like, it was like a throwing a rock in a buck, like in a lake, mm-hmm. and hoping to catch a fish, like mm-hmm. with that rock, mm-hmm. like it was. I think we can do much better yeah. this right. time. Mm-hmm. They'll need us in their masters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you like to stay in Canada? Or would you like to go somewhere else? I mean, uh, if there's a lot of funding, maybe in Canada, but mm. otherwise the funding usually is more in Europe or mm. uh, in the States. Yeah, Europe would mm-hmm. be nice also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't want to go to Ottawa. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> I don't want either. Yeah. Nothing yeah. against Ottawa. <laughs> Nothing against Ottawa. Just grew up there and don't want to exactly. go back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. And we don't mm. want to go like where we did the BFA. So right. that would be Montreal, yeah. Concordia. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, I don't think that people get that much support after they graduate. and no, Or well, they don't get mm-hmm. a lot of exposure or like also the market is kind of. And we talk about the market, not in the sense that we think we're going to sell everything. Yeah. If we go somewhere else, it's just maybe you get more connections if you go elsewhere. Like you broadens, sure. it broadens, it broadens your, your and exactly. then you, maybe you have opportunities to show in galleries in uh, in the states or in Europe, mm-hmm. and then it like it's well, easier thing, to right? apply I mean, for grants. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. you've been working here for a while. And yeah. like the connections that you can make, perhaps are made. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And you can definitely make more, but mm-hmm. you know, for now, I guess you have done it here. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's probably nice to think about yeah. expanding that network, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the programs that you're applying to, it's a painting for you yeah. and for you? Again. Probably sculpture. Go sculpture, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I still consider myself a sculpture, even yeah. if I make, like, 3D things. I, no. applied, I applied with yeah. 3D sculptures, like, for right. the masters. Maybe they didn't like that. Uh-huh. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I, I love the intermediality of everything like sure. i don't like i could paint if i need to have mm-hmm. a painting somewhere and i mm-hmm. could 
like I love collage and I love like just sketching things and drawing and like so yeah but probably sculpture yeah to make it short yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I like I would love to find a university that just welcomes kind of collaboration between mediums yeah. like in between that it's not just like no oh, that's the sculpture department and and that's the painting department over there don't mm -hmm. talk to them they're weird like so I don't want people mm -hmm. to be like kind of segregated right. in terms their of practice, media in their yeah. practice for sure I want to have access to like the, the like print shop or I want to mm -hmm. have access to like the molding mm -hmm. and casting place I don't yeah know. and in university that's what you were making that's that's the kind of work that you were making as well sculpture installation installation yeah. sculptural installations yeah. I would say um yeah yeah that's that was a Concordia as well right you that was at Concordia, Concordia yeah. right yeah, and be before that, that's where we met. That's where you met. On yeah. So sweet spot. tell us the story. Mm -hmm. Like that was uh, when was that? Uh, the third day of class, I guess. I met Pierre outside of a building, and then quit that class because it was a boring class. I didn't see her for another two years. What? Yeah. So you met, you said, hi, yeah. I'm going to just not see you again. Yeah, well, I was. I regretted not seeing her for a while because I, I quit that class, but I didn't regret quitting that class, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the main class that everyone has to take, so yeah. the FFAR. Yeah. I, I was able to find a loophole where you take it in the summer instead of during the whole year. Yeah. So it's like two-month period instead yeah. of like two Four. semesters. Oh, yes. two semesters yes. of the year. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Like, it was way better taking it in that the summer. That was smart. You should have <laughs> come and get me. <laughs> we would have had more, two years more yeah, together. Two years more exactly. Together. <laughs> exactly. And you lost your chance. Yeah, and you yeah. lost it. These two years were my best. So when did you guys start the BFA? What was it, the year? I finished in 2012. So 2008 would have been my first year yeah, of the BFA. Too. Yeah, September uh -huh. 2008. Uh -huh. yeah. I took six years. Pierre took four. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we took our time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should have taken my time even more. Mm -hmm. I should have taken more classes. Yeah. 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 You only know that when you're out of school. Sure. And like, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's back when they're doing like ceramics and that's like when everything becomes video evident. and like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And before in, in high school, were you making art as well? I wasn't. Everyone thought it was weird that I was going into art in Cegep because I was in like international program like science, like physics and. And I was like, I, I do photography sometimes. Mm -hmm. I can like, because my my dad taught me how to like develop films, and we oh, cool. take, took photos. So that was artistic, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Re it didn't register mm -hmm. as such when I was doing it. But we had a dark room in the house, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, I can go in like in studio arts, all plastic in Sejep, and I, and I just loved it. And yeah. I, I did really romantic stuff in there because mm -hmm. Sejep is a very romantic place. You, you make, discover your you, body. Oh, the whole. Emo range mm -hmm. of emotions that you are mm -hmm. now feeling. You discover yeah. bars and... Uh, There's a lot of yeah. nakedness in Sejep art. A lot, yeah. a lot. I molded oh, really? parts that, of my body. True? Yeah, I, mean, I, I did photographs naked. I did a video mm -hmm. where I was like cellophaned. <laughs> Sejep is crazy. Mm -hmm. We need to do a, a showing cellophane. of Sejep mm -hmm. portfolios. Mm -hmm. So everyone that wants to participate, it will be really fun. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it's very primal, right? I mean, it's like there's nothing really yet built mm -hmm. in your And you don't brain. understand, like... Uh, when you like when you started the podcast, yeah. you knew you didn't know much about no. art. But yeah. imagine 
at 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you think you know, you think you know, but definitely. And, and so you take those risks and, and like, the work like, is very genuine. Yeah. You, you know, exactly. you know, you know that that's what you want to do and that's the yeah. emotion you want to present. It's and very honest and earnest. Right. Very earnest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I made like paintings with, it was like concrete paintings with like metal on top and like they were stitched with metal wire. It was <sighs> really like, they looked like scars. Very brut. Where do you grow up? Where was that? Uh, in Rivière du Loup. Mm -hmm. I grew up in uh, Camarasca, Rivière du Loup. For people who don't know, that's uh, just before Gaspésie. Right. Yeah, that's a good reference, I guess. Yeah, Gaspésie. people know Gaspésie yeah. more than Bas Saint Laurent. Yeah. So your family was really um, artistic as well. Um, my parents are psychologists, mm -hmm. but my dad did uh, the Conservatoire de Théâtre. So he did the theater yeah. for a while, like mise en scène. And then he went back to psychology and he always took photos. He takes a lot of photos. Yeah. And my brother went into psychology, but then he changed his mind and went into literature. And now he's a poet. So my parents are unlucky in having like an, a sculptor and a poet <laughs> in their midst so they have to take care of us forever <laughs> no but <laughs> no they don't but no but they were always very understanding of our need to be artists yeah so that was nice some yeah. of the birds i painted were taken from pierre's father's uh, photographs yeah he takes Merci photos of birds oh yeah Good mm -hmm. photos of birds. He's he really, does bird watching. He loves mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I love it too. It's kind of a treasure hunt. You know, um, like yeah. you're walking around and it's like, oh, there's a bird. Which right. is it? Yeah. My, yeah. I mean, uh, that was a concept new for me moving to Canada. Mm -hmm. And then they had to explain it to me like really slowly. <laughs> the so bird what watching? do you do with the bird? <laughs> you just watch it. You find it and you know it. Like my brother is very in, is more intense. He has like a, he does the bird. There's like an app where you register all the right. birds you've seen in the year and where and where. And oh, for sure, really yeah. But it's it. good for like scientists that sure. way. Like they have like very good no yeah. knowledge of oh, yeah. where birds are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like, migrating. And yeah, they're definitely. also mm -hmm. it's also sad because most of the songbirds are dying. They're mm. becoming extinct. Mm -hmm. So that. Actually, we're going towards the desertification of the seas and the sky, people, yeah. to come back to the gloom. The silence. <laughs> yeah. The silence. Full yeah. silence under mm -hmm. the sea and above mm -hmm. our yeah. heads. Oh, that's cool. So you grew up there. How is it there? Is it really small? It's it like quite a, a small city? town. It's like 15,000 people, 18,000 people. Mm -hmm. And it's very harsh in the winter. It's a beautiful place. Like yeah. you have beautiful sunsets in the mountain and there's sky, like never ending sky. It's, yeah. it's really beautiful when you go there and you can see like, like you can uh -huh. see the weather coming right. very like right. from afar and you just look at it like it's going to rain in 15 mm -hmm. minutes. Mm -hmm. Then you know, and like you're like, you're proud of yourself. Right. It's a really like nice place, but very harsh in the winter and you get bored. Yeah. You So that's, yeah, so I started like. So you wrap yourself in cellophane. Mm -hmm. You wrap yourself in cellophane and become a weird artist or you play video games or like you and then maybe that that's what helped me like move to Montreal. I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't want to stay there forever. So I, I started researching things like yeah. I, I by being into the internet, mm -hmm. like the internet and video games, I learned English because right. not a lot of people there speak English. Yeah. Well, properly. They, properly. They mm -hmm. do like they do learn it like mm -hmm. everyone else like mm -hmm. has to in school, but sometimes they never use it. Right. So it just gets lost and then mm -hmm. it's yes no toaster yeah. mister yeah. it's a new poem mm -hmm. <laughs> so you moved to montreal to to come to university just after that was CGEP, in, yeah. after CGEP, okay. Yeah. okay and that's when you came from gatino as well yeah. 
Well, when, yeah, I went traveling for a year yeah, right. in Asia, yeah, in South Africa, and then came back. And so that was before to... university, right? Yeah, yeah that was just after Sushep. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, if uh, people are interested in getting to know more about you, <laughs> <laughs> he can refer to episode four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. So tell us, like, so Gatineau, right? That's where you grew up? Oh, I thought you were really going to no, go no, back no. to episode four. No. You, you don't need to hear that again. No, no, it was, it no, was cool. Like, no. like, I don't know. Like, uh, it's the suburbs. I need. I needed to get out of the suburbs. For sure. Yeah, I wanted... So you city. grew up there, yeah? You were went through school there? Yeah, the whole, all, yeah. all the way to, to Sejep. Right. I did Sejep, my Sejep there, and then after that, decided to, to move away. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Came to Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. So... Now moving back to, you know, present and, mm -hmm. you know, what's coming and all that kind of stuff. Um, artists working in a different field, mm -hmm. you know, in that topic. You guys have always had to have jobs right on the side mm -hmm. yeah. and doing your artwork mm -hmm. whenever you have time. Or How do you manage that? How is that in your lives and how that factors in Uh, in your relationship as well, because, you know, it's, it takes time. All those mm -hmm. things take time, like working. Well, I mean, we share a studio space. Right. So that time that we are at the studio, it doesn't feel like someone's away because mm -hmm. we both can be there. Like, right. It's not like, oh, I'm going to the studio. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Like if Pierre wants to be in the studio, she can go whenever she wants. I can go whenever I want. Yeah. But we can also be both there right. and not feel like. We're missing out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. Dinner together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That must be nice, actually. Yeah. That's yeah. actually quite yeah. nice. Yeah. But um, like, I think we, we need to get better at uh, applying for grants and mm -hmm. giving us a chance to really work mm -hmm. on. Because I think we, it's just a mentality of like, we've just been working mm -hmm. nonstop. Mm -hmm. I mean, since, I was working since university all full time. Yeah, yeah. But like, I was working like every week. Like, I never had like, Every weekend I was working when I was in university, every, but then I feel like there's ways that we haven't explored that would allow us to research more our practice, like to be able to just to do breathe. that, mm -hmm. to breathe, to take the time yeah. to like, cause I, when I was doing the show here, I, I came out from a very, very busy time and I had like three or four weeks stops to do everything. Yeah. And I felt like I would have needed like. Because there was things I was like, I, I would like to like uh -huh. use this and like do something else with it. And then, uh -huh. and I was like, oh, that's the research. Like I need to, like I need time. Right. So like right. maybe the grant and applying for more shows. Yeah. And well, I mean, that's the idea with the masters as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To be able to. Getting work. that two years of exploration yeah. and focus on your practice. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's, that's, that's what's decision. appealing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because, you know, in, in just in terms of energy consumption mm -hmm. just working full-time mm -hmm. yeah you <laughs> that, get that, a body load kind of yeah like, i mean like you know there's exhaustion. only so much you can actually push it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and then that what you mentioned happens right that you start to do something and you say this is the beginning of something or you know like i would like to build on this mm -hmm. but then there's no much more time and then you feel That's, conflicted because sometimes you just want to be lazy right and <laughs> when you you feel lazy you are lazy then you start feeling bad about not doing yeah. as much as you could have because yeah. you decided to not do anything for a week sure. or like a, you become hard on yourself, but then you realize that that's the choices 
you've made for sure. you there so like you have to like put it in a frame of reference i mean mm-hmm. you worked full time like the whole week you know mm-hmm. it's not like you're lazy and you don't want to do anything ever mm-hmm. yeah but i mean it's everyone like, works full time like 90% well. of the people works full time right like, <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i mean i like guess some people are lucky i guess yeah. and they mm-hmm. don't have to but mm-hmm. you know or yeah but and they still have hobbies and they still yeah. uh, they some people have young children like yeah it's, way harder uh, scenario than us who are just sure like we oh, have absolutely. like we have we have time yeah mm-hmm. sure no yeah, we're, yeah we're lucky enough to have time and uh yeah i mean i i just wanted to kind of like go into that area just because to say that i really admire people like you guys that make time for these type of things on top of everything else in life you know you can throw back the, the yeah. hat to you i mean you're yeah. doing the same thing you're doing the same thing yeah. 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 traveling yeah. from toronto mm-hmm. now so. yeah <laughs> yeah but i feel like this should be our priority not the other work and that's, right. like, that's mm-hmm. what needs to change yeah for sure. us to move forward mm-hmm. so where mm-hmm. do we go from here is there there <laughs> there you go exactly that's where we go mm-hmm. yeah 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 so again i wanted to congratulate you for the amazing opening show and community really it's like it's really amazing to see that and um we wish you the best we'll be always backing you up in projects and we will love you guys and yeah shout out arcadio yeah <laughs> <Arcadia>. <laughs> we love Arcadia. you we miss you too yes kiss caro uh cool. cool thank you guys thank you thank, thank you so you. much all right <sighs> All right, that was my conversation with Pierre-Anne Mercier and David Belmar. And we wanted to say thanks again to the artists for trusting in TAP. And uh, we appreciate your time and effort. And we love you guys. This podcast was edited, produced, and hosted by me, Mark Sturz Wilson, with mixing and mastering from Arcadio Lands, as well as music, and visual design from Victor Garibay. A special thanks to you for listening and we'll talk to you soon. All right.